0: to have you in listening here today. My name is Lockie and I'm the host of this experience and really my job is to help guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow in your faith all throughout the week. Today I sit down with Riley Brown and we talk through a message that Perco gave on the weekend and we're continuing in our Christmas series talking about grace. So we talk about why grace can actually be really unfair and even offensive to many people. We really hope that you learn more about grace and forgiveness and what it really truly means to follow Jesus this Christmas series. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Well, Riley, welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. It's great to have you here and you're subbing in for Perco this week. who gave us an amazing message over the weekend at Beyond a home and I've got to say... Riley, I'm away at the moment on the beautiful sunny coast of Queensland, looking after a bunch of kids, um, playing, you know, on a summer camp, having the best time. So I wasn't at church on the weekend, but I did get to tune in to be on at home and watch Perco, and what looked to be an amazing Christmas feast. So before we even get into the, co- the content of this podcast, Riley, I've got to know, what is the staple item in your household on a Christmas feast? What do you go first for? Christmas Christmas crackers. We have to, yeah, you have to tell, <laughs> bonbons. I think they're, yeah, they're called bonbons. Yeah, no, uh, Christmas crackers, which I think you'll see. I was I was talking to Chris himself. I think if you look at that Beyond at Home episode, um, you'll see that Chris is like, he just keeps cracking like bonbons with Zach who's sitting across from him like the whole time. I don't think the guys even eat. I think they're just yeah they're literally just being menaces at the christmas dinner table just passing around bonbons um to everyone but yeah no in my household like dad's side of the family christmas eve mum's side on chrissy day um but yeah chrissy eve you got to have bonbons actually it's the same with christmas day both side of the family it's like we we um always have to do bonbons before you can eat a meal so everyone has to have their paper crown on their head Read a joke, and then you can finally get stuck into the roasts and all the yum stuff going around the table. So bonbons for me. What's on your Christmas dinner table, Lockie? Sure. Uh, it's potato bake. Every every day of the week it's potato bake. It is my favourite. Um, you you've got to, You can't go Christmas dinner without potato bake. Nice, nice. It's I'll, 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 I'll. Well, Riley as well. I mean, on the weekend, I like this message because we're in the we're in a series called The Unsettling Solution for Just About Anything, which is a, a very kind of ambiguous title. But the message title for this one was called Don't Do the Math. And I thought, what a brilliant idea because I don't like maths. Um, and I'm assuming that Perco didn't, you know, give us a message just to talk about how we don't have to do maths anymore. Rather, could you fill us in about what this whole kind of idea of not doing the maths means in the context yeah. of this message? Perco like said, you don't have to do Pythagoras' theorem anymore. Once you're in yeah. 9, grade 10, you don't have to do it anymore. I don't even remember. So my my made a couple of days ago. What, is Pythagoras A squared plus B squared equals C squared? I'm, I'm going to sure. say yes, but I have no idea. I'm really... So if I'm wrong, I think what a hypotenuse is. It's the opposite side of the right angle of the triangle. Not to be confused with a hippopotamus, a uh-huh. large sea mammal. <laughs> anyway, back to the message. Um, yeah, don't, don't see the map. Ooh look like Perko ran us through a little bit of math on on sunday because we're kind of looking at this like christmas equation of hey like when we when we think about things like christmas we think about like nice and nice like you think of like naughty and nice like if you're naughty and nice like that's good if you're naughty and nice you kind of think like what we get from santa like probably something a little bit good but you're not going to get a lot whereas if you're nice and nice like nice plus nice eats equals like lots of presents like you're gonna be getting the cool stuff. You're gonna be getting like nice plus nice, Nintendo DS back in 2005, naughty and nice. Maybe like, I don't like some whispers. If you're naughty <laughs> and naughty, like nothing. Like you are getting like Brussels sprouts. If I've only had Brussels sprouts once and I actually think I really like them. But yeah, that essentially the equation poker I was running through is when it comes to Christmas, we think like naughty plus naughty equals not a good result for you when it comes to presents. But if you're really nice, like if you're nice plus nice, you're going to get a good result. And then we flipped it, right? Perko flipped it. He, we didn't really flip it. He just kind of brought that into like Christianity and the equation that people think of when it comes to the Christian faith and when it comes to kind of, you know, getting to heaven, like to get to heaven means you have to be nice plus nice, like not just like naughty plus nice and not naughty plus naughty because if you're naughty plus naughty your whole life, like where are you are going to end up? Like not heaven, the opposite of that. So the math that, that Perko was kind of running us through um well, the only math that i saw was was this equation right of, of what it looks like to live this good moral life and is that, that enough um but then Perko got really practical luck through kind of walking us through a, a great parable uh, but then also just kind of fleshed out this conversation around grace as well that completely like overrides this whole equation yeah because i yeah. like the idea of maths as it always equals fair like You know, the equal side, each side has to be the exact same on an equation. And there's a sense that grace, the grace that God gives us is completely unfair. And so if we were to do the maths, we'd end up always losing and never coming out on the winning side of that maths equation because we we can't, you know, as talking going back to last week's conversation, we can't earn God's grace. There's no way we can do that. So we never win when we try and and earn God's grace. It's an undeserved unearned and unearnable thing. So the maths doesn't really work. And I think, Raleigh you, you did talk about the, um, the story of the, the workers or the labourers, and that comes in at Matthew 20. And I just wanted to ask, like, you know, give a brief summary of this parable, because it's a really interesting one. And for those who, who don't know, who haven't heard this, basically uh, a modern day twist on, on the parable is that, you know, a cafe opens up, a worker comes in in the morning and works a 12-hour day, um, but throughout the day, you know, a few more people come up to work and they work eight hours and they work four hours. And one guy chimes in for the last hour of work. And when the boss pays the workers at the end of the day, everyone gets the same amount of pay, even though they worked all different amounts. So that's the kind of brief overview of the parable, maybe in modern terms. Um, But there's a sense of fairness in this parable. And even to me, I'm like, it actually seems unfair. Someone did work 12 hours. They worked so hard through all the you know, like, you know, in the sun or, you know, through just the biggest part of the day. Someone came in and worked an hour and they got the paid the same amount. And this is used as, I guess, an analogy for grace. And I guess, Riley, what I want to ask is, well, why Why is this okay? And why is grace unfair in this context? Yeah, well, I guess this is where it's like, you know, grace, like at least to the, the Christian lens, like it's 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 better than that fairness, at least of what we're talking about. In that analogy, like it's this crazy, crazy thing that we kind of read about uh, in this this parable and in this teaching. Where again, Perko talked about that on Sunday, like in a lot of the parables, Jesus was talking about. Um, there's always one character that you can kind of go like, "Oh, I think that's that's God. Like that's meant to be God that Jesus is talking about there." Um, and it was it was clear in this parable that he was the one that was paying everyone out at the end of the day, and everyone got the same amount. Um, but this great verse that we see, even in light of the recap that you just gave, then Locke, Um, this great verse in Matthew 20 that comes up, pops up in Matthew 20, verse 15, where the guy who's paying everyone out, paying all the workers out, who all worked at different times throughout the day for a different amount, some maybe like 12 hours, some maybe for only an hour, they're all getting the same amount when a worker comes to him and says like, hold up, like, hang on, this is not equal. Like, this is not fair. Like we've all been taking on different burdens and working at different parts in the heat of the day. And and yet, like, even these guys that just rocked up at the, you know, the back end of the day, they're getting paid the same amount. The person who's paying all the workers says, Hey, take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. And then here we go. Matthew 20 verse 15. This is where Perko even said on Sunday, he's like, this, it's just like, the guy who's paying everyone says, don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money or are you envious because I am generous? He says, or are you envious because I am generous? And that there is just like, like, like this, this, is, this is grace, right? Like it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't equal up. Um, but what a question to be stuck with, particularly as a follower of Jesus, to have that just kind of slammed in your face. Yeah, someone else's generosity to be that powerful that it puts you in it in a position where you feel it's unfair. It just flips on its head, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like that just speaks to it. Like, don't do the math. Like, it doesn't. It just never works when we try and do the math with grace, um, yeah. because we can't yeah. ever measure God's generosity. Like, that's insane. Um, yeah, um, and that's the teaching too. Like, we even see it in verse sixteen it's really clear what Jesus is talking about. He says, so the last will be first and the first will be last, which again, like this is kind of the, the posture of a disciple of those of us who, who are followers of Jesus. Like um, this is what we've been called to embrace for ourselves and an invitation that's been extended to us to accept, but it's also been extended to everyone too. Um, and again, I know we talk about so much on the podcast, but it's this whole thing that everyone matters to God, whether God matters to them or not, uh, but we get to live out and embrace this grace every day too. And it's really God who gets to decide who he gives his grace to. Like that just, we don't have any part of that. And we, if, if we get offended by that, that's how we are not actually about who God is. And Riley, it leads me to my next kind of question, because I kind of gave a bit of an insight before, but grace can be described as offensive. I've definitely heard of it like that. And the story of the laborers, um, it's a good show of generosity but there's this other story in the gospels where Jesus is on the cross and next to him is a sinner. Like someone who probably I'm, I'm thinking probably killed someone like did something quite horrific to mm-hmm. earn a spot on a cross, which is a, you know, a method of crucifixion of, of execution. So he must've done something pretty bad. And Jesus is chatting to this guy that's kind of hanging next to him on a cross. And in that moment, um, the guy is forgiven. Like, He's forgiven of all his sins. And Jesus says, Hey, I'll see you in paradise saying, I'll see you in heaven. Like I'm heading there in just a few moments. I'll see you there. Mm -hmm. Now that to me, that's pretty offensive. Like how how does that, um, you know, how does that compare to a story of the laborers? Like it's one thing to get your day's wage, but it's another thing to see someone else who has lived a pretty horrific life, but in one moment, make a decision to follow Jesus and end up in heaven. I think that's where we get that offensive idea. So what what is so offensive about grace and, and why does it offend like so many people in in ways that we just can't comprehend yeah and i think the thing is like it, we don't even know how kind of like offensive it is until it hits us in, in the face <laughs> like in, in our own way as well like and i think even in kind of responding to your question like look I, I think chris talked about this so well last week on podcasts and um i there's conversations across connect groups as well Talking about grace being um, what the words Chris used like last week, or the word was like, it's disturbing, like grace is disturbing. And I kind of sat and I was like, gee, when I think of disturbing, like that's a strong word and it carries, like, I think of like those horror thriller movies, which I'm just not like. I love a good like movie with suspense. I'm so bad with jumps, uh, jump scares, but like horror movies, like there's some things I'm like, nah, that's just like disturbing. Like you don't want to even opt into that even slightly. Whereas when grace um, grace is being talked about as disturbing, I'm like, wow, what does that what does that look like? That's such a heavy word. But I'm like, you know, at the same time, like it's it's so true that grace is just that thing until we we grapple with it and are on the other end of seeing, you know, grace being extended to someone who we just go, like, no, no, no like you don't deserve that. Like there should be a, a clear consequence for their choice. And look, like you've hit the nail on the head, I think. Um, the story of the criminal who's on the cross, which again, you have to be, you've had to have done some pretty terrible things to have died by crucifixion. Um, and for the criminal who was on the cross, he turns to Jesus and kind of says like, hey, I know who you are. Like, I believe who you are. And for, for Jesus to go like, well, listen, I know you haven't been baptized. I don't even know if you've read your Bible. I don't know if you've done this. I don't know if you've done this other thing. Like you haven't been keeping the rules right. Like all these things. But at the end of the day, hey, you're going to come with me to paradise. Like, and you're just like, oh, like, hang on. Like, I can read that now and I hear it every scene. You just go like, yeah, awesome. Like, wow, how good is God's grace? How good is Jesus? But to be to be standing like beneath the cross and be hearing that as part of the crowd, like, I wonder like, I wonder what my response would have been knowing who Jesus was and that he was going to, you know, he obviously lived, he was going to die, but he was also going to resurrect and that all of this kind of news was going to be true and it's going to be good news as well. Like, what an offensive, like, crazy message of of hope for someone um and i think it becomes even more offensive when we try to apply grace in our own life or when we just struggle to like when it's so hard to forgive someone when it's so hard to extend it to someone it's because it just seems like this offensive thing like why would we it's so much easier to hold on to bitterness and regret and have that little one up on someone else or just think a little bit less of them so we can think more of ourselves instead of extending grace to them. Um, and yet, again, like you, you hit the nail on the head, I think when you're talking about that last question too, like this is totally God, like this is totally God who gets to, he's deciding who he's extending this grace to. Um, yeah. and, and he's saying free invitation for everyone, brand new starting point, guys. Like we're, it's not even, yeah, it's not just equal pay here. It's not just fairness. Like he's actually saying like grace is, is superseding all of that. Um, and it just points back to who, who God is and his character of love and and of grace. So potentially grace is offensive when we don't quite understand it for ourselves. And that could be when we don't understand it and we haven't ever understood it, but I think we do go in and out of seasons of understanding and receiving grace. Like in our Christian journey, we're always, I think each day could learn something new about what grace looks like and how we can apply it to our lives. So potentially when we find grace offensive, it's because we probably need to have a new understanding of what grace looks like in our life. Um, Because I think of the times where I find grace least offensive is probably when the times that I need grace the most. Because if I were to do the math on my life, I would then realize that I would be on the negative side and I would probably be the one that needs grace. So for those who might be wondering, how can I actually find out more about grace and forgiveness? Riley, I was just wondering if we could wrap up this podcast by giving us some really practical next steps Um, Because as I said, we've all got a next step to take when it comes to learning about grace and forgiveness in our own life. And even though I've been a Christian for quite some time, it would be really, really awesome um, to just learn more. And maybe you're sitting there going, hang on, I'd love to discover what grace looks like for the first time. Riley, could you point us in the right direction for um, what that looks like? Uh, Listen, I I thought Poco gave a pretty awesome next step on Sunday um, when he was, you know, Saying to everyone, at least of a Sunday experience at Beyond, like, hey, just text me. Text me on my phone. This is from their chair, by the way. Like, if you if you're listening right now and you went there on Sunday, Perko just went, hey, just text me. He's up on stage. He's checking his phone in church. Um, for all we know, he might have been on Candy Crush, but he was checking his phone in church. And um, he's just like, Text, text me. If you're someone who like you, you wanna uh, you like learn more about what it looks like to extend grace to others in your life if you're kind of wrestling with this for yourself i've got some great resources for you um so listen if you're someone if you're a friend of the show and you're like i oh, would love some resources like that or some clear next steps uh you can either just jump onto our website drop a comment um underneath this potty um potty <laughs> Podcast. um or, or jump onto instagram just at AU, or on facebook and, and send us a message like i, I, I think it's going to be so valuable um for you so that's one kind of clear next step if you're someone who loves resources um but i'd say like uh, again like i'm looking for your life experience here too i just think when it comes um to the question of like how can i you know learn and just grow more in grace and forgiveness like this is a daily thing that we get to reflect on and it's not a performance thing but when it comes to asking that question of like You know, what is we talk about? Like, what does love require of me? Like, what does does grace require of me in this moment? What does it look like to forgive? Which, at times, it's easy to play that game of like, I'm blaming that person, like, it's actually all on them. And I refuse to let even a little bit of that pie chart have anything to do with me in it because that's all on them. In fact, they owe me like an an apology. Like, I think when we ask that question, like, you know, what does grace ask of me here? Like, what is forgiveness? um look like here i think those are two questions that when we have them as as prompts in our head that we get to carry into our day and when for those of us who are followers of jesus you know asking the holy spirit to kind of you know lead us in times when we're struggling to make decisions around that or just you know praying and having that within a rhythm in our day to spend time with god and ask these questions of what does yeah what does it look like for me to extend grace today I, i think we have an awesome opportunity to learn and grow in that space but i just say, if you have another opportunity this week, even to go back through Matthew 20, just verse 1 to 16, hey, you can even look at it in the message translation, which would just bring the verse to life, I reckon, for you, if you want it in a really simple read. I just think by the time you get to that question of, don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money, or are you envious because I am generous? Just focusing in on, like, are you envious because I am generous? Like, like a- this is the picture of God's character and who he is, And when we have more of an opportunity to sit with him and learn more about him, I think we just learn so much more about ourselves and and more about, um, yeah, more about others as well. Um, So yeah, outside of that, get in touch. if you are keen for some of those PERCO resources um, because I think that'll be a quick next step as well. Yeah, that's awesome. What a place to wrap up with. Um, I think if I've learned anything from this conversation, it's just about, you know, grace being something we can learn. We can lean into every single day we never really understand grace grace will always be a level of unfair and offensive to our human mind um but we can we can learn and god wants to teach us about grace and about forgiveness and i think that's an amazing journey we can go on so thank you so much riley for jumping on the podcast really appreciate that i'm really looking forward to what's coming up this christmas season at beyond and i can't wait to see you crack all those christmas christmas crackers bonbons what do you call them i'm not sure I don't, are they called bonbons? Am I just I, making no, this up? No, I don't think you're making that. But I look forward to maybe even cracking one with you, uh, you know, to say a good old Merry Christmas. But apart from that, I reckon I look that good. Well, mate, have a great week on camp. Make sure you put your sunscreen on. <laughs> too good, Riley. I'm, I will. I'm not, I'm not getting burnt this time. to All good. We'll see you too.